Today on the American Land Seller, we highlight the expertise of Sally Ball, an accredited land consultant with Keller Williams Foothills Realty in Conifer, Colorado. Sally truly has a unique touch in the real estate market. Based in the scenic foothills uh, west of Denver, Sally commands a significant presence in the real estate world. In 2023, 31% of her business came from agent referrals, 23% from her Saphir referrals, and an impressive 46% from previous clients, illustrating her strong and trusted network. Covering 10 counties in a 120 mile radius, her work spans from Denver to Boulder and Colorado Springs, offering services in both land and residential properties. Sally's diverse portfolio includes horse properties, urban farms, lands with conservation easements, and unique properties with challenging pricing. Notably, her approach caters to a wide range of clients, from first-time home buyers to investors, often managing complex transactions like a 1031 exchange. Her success is rooted in a luxury-level service ethos characterized by professional marketing, personal engagement in showings, and a tailored client experience. This approach combined with her active participation in networks like KW Land and the Realtors Land Institute solidifies her reputation as a knowledgeable and dependable consultant as well as a land specialist. Sally's philosophy extends beyond business transactions. She believes in fostering long-term relationships with clients and peers alike, emphasizing the importance of personal growth and continuous learning in her field. Sally and her husband Jim own Riverdale Farms, an alpaca farm located in Conifer, Colorado since 2003. While she enjoys all forms of real estate, she holds a special place in her heart for the farm and ranch community. Some speculate it's simply because she likes tromping around outside and hanging out in barns. As always, we hope you take something away from today's podcast. Welcome to the American Land Seller Podcast with your host, Kobe Rickardson. Kobe is an accredited land consultant and multi-state land broker with American Legacy Land Company. Join us each week as we explore all things land. We bring you fresh insights and expert guests on sales, marketing, regulations, economics, and so much more. Visit www.americanlandseller.com and find us on one of your favorite podcast platforms. Okay, Kobe and our special guests, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the American Land Seller Podcast. I am joined today by my friend from uh, Colorado, um, Sally Ball from uh, Keller Williams Land. And uh, Sally, how are we doing today? I am doing great, Kobe. It's good to see you. How are you? Doing great, too. Uh, you made it into the new year, I see. Yes. Feels like by the skin of our teeth after last year. I'm glad to be in a new year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been uh, last year was kind of a, a whirlwind, especially if you uh, dabble in both residential and uh, land. I think the residential yeah. guys kind of uh, had uh, had an interesting year last year. Yes, it was it was a roller coaster to be sure. <laughs> I think I wound up with probably on average three transactions, three contracts per transaction 
because of how many they were falling apart. Oh, wow. That is, uh, that is an awful lot. Um, yep. yeah, that's, it seems like, um, it seems like recently that the lenders have been, uh, kind of holding on to people a lot longer than we're used to, too, and kind of making, uh, you know, dragging things out a little bit just because uh, it's taking a little bit more to get people qualified. Yep. Yep. I had several that fell apart the first time on loan, some on inspections, some on just buyers going crazy pants. So uh, it's been a broad range of reasons, much more than just typical, oh, it's inspection, let's move on. Yeah, no, I, I guess we've seen that over in our part of the country too. But uh, but yeah. we're uh, actually want to dig in with you today because um, got to know you over the last couple of years. Um, just an absolute rock star um, at uh, at representing your clients, and uh, you really kind of have built your business off of of uh, just the network of agents and and clients and and. Uh, just the referrals that you get. Um, let's talk to me just a little bit about like your origin story, you know, like what got you into real estate and then how you kind of just uh, have been kind of chipping away at building that network over the years. You bet. I started actually, I first got my license 20 years ago. Oh, it seems very long. Um, I had been working in the high tech industry and the company I worked for basically filed bankruptcy overnight owing everybody money, including me. Um, we had just, my husband and I had just bought our first farm. We hadn't sold our other house yet. Um, so everything went a little nuts. And so I joined my realtor because she, she said, you'd be really good at this. And so I joined a team. Um, I was with Remax back then. I became strictly a buyer's agent and did okay for a while. And then in 2008, when everything imploded, uh, I was in real estate. My husband was in construction. So we just imploded with it. And I went back to technology for a little bit, put my license on hold, uh, took care of my mom for a while. She had Alzheimer's. And then I renewed it and joined KW, mainly because they did have a land division. And that's where I wanted to start. We raise alpacas, the wimpiest of all livestock. Uh, but all my friends have horses, have cattle. So I've been around that world for a long time. And that is my sphere of influence, especially up here. And so using the, the, uh, um, the network that you've built, that's kind of where you've gotten your, your business to most of your business comes from, from referrals, correct? A hundred percent the last two years. And it's all been either from, you know, friends, friend referrals or my previous clients or previous client referrals. And that's actually about oh, 70% of my total business this past year. And then 30% has been other agent referrals. And I, I really, I actually got my first listing that was a ranch listing uh, because of that. And actually that was through Facebook and social media, but it was people that I actually knew. So it's all been just, I let everybody know that I was an agent. I was specializing in land and made sure that everybody knew and that they continue to know I am an agent, even though I don't discuss it that much in social media, like every fifth or sixth post, but most of my posts are, you know, cooking in the animals just to stay top of mind. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the trick is, is, I mean, and again, like, I think that's where a lot of agents uh, leave a, 
quite a bit of money out on the on the field and quite a bit of listings and and buyers out there is by not using you know their social media at least in the very least in their sphere um but uh, but definitely like keeping in touch with your past clients um and that kind of stuff to to remind people that hey if you know i'd love to help you and your friends right yep and with most of it's odd most of my clients if there are people that I didn't know, say they did come in as a referral from somebody else that I knew, um, the vast majority of them I actually do become friends with. And so I friend them on Instagram or, you know, we're connected there. I friend them on Facebook. We stay in touch a lot that way. Um, I make calls, actual phone calls on a regular basis. And those are mainly care calls. And that really started a lot during COVID. And it was truly the call of, just how are you? How are you doing? What's going on in your life? And from there, they now understand I'm not just in it for their business, right? I, I really do care about what's going on in their life. But then they, without fail, will say, well, what's going on in the market? You know, what's going on in real estate? Oh, I'm so, I had, had one client. I'm so glad you called today. I was getting ready to call you because I'm ready to list my house. So it's always that if I get basically the intuition to call somebody, I do, but otherwise I have a system within my previous clients, my whole database of the people that I need to call every month, the people I need to send a text message to every month, the people I send an actual greeting card to every month, and then interactions and activity within the social media. That's kind of the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, and it's interesting that you're, you brought up that the different ways you're reaching out to people, it's not just, um, you know, like, it's not just social media, it's right. texting, it's, you know, genuinely, you, you do become friends with your clients, but you also are, you have that, um, you know, the cards that you're sending out and all that stuff. How do you, like, if you're giving advice to an agent that's starting out um, in your office, like, what's probably the most important, the top three things they need to be doing right off the bat? Um to maybe start building that, that referral network? First thing is get your database in order, you know, ideally outside of your phone, you know, have some kind of system for a long time. Mine was just in my phone. That's where everybody lived. I now have them in an actual system, but with that, then make sure every single person, you know, knows you're an agent, right? Don't be the, the secret agent. Otherwise you come home and your neighbor has a for sale sign right. in their yard and it's not yours. Right. And we've all had it happen. <laughs> so make sure that everybody in your sphere that, you know, everybody in your phone, everybody in your email, that they know that you're an agent and then figure out what works for you. The best way to keep in touch with them more than once or twice a year and more than just to say, hey, I'm a realtor. Right. Once they know you're a realtor, you just want to stay top of mind. So that if they, a friend of theirs, they may not be selling, right? But their friend says, hey, do you know a good agent? Make sure they know to give you your, you know, give them your name. So that's the first thing. Make sure everybody knows. Second thing is if you are going to, so for example, if I work with a lot of new agents that do want to stay specialized in land in our office, and I give them the same advice that I got from Bill Davis when I started with KW and KW Land was first. Join KW Land, join RLI, the Realtors Land Institute. Those two organizations are where you will get the vast majority of your knowledge that you need to educate yourself in 
how to do land, how to do water rights, how to do easements. We have so many weird things up here, wells, septics, all of that. Um, insurance is our new tricky thing up here, trying to actually get homeowners insurance. A lot of companies are dropping things up here. So there's such a vast majority of or range of things that you need to know if you are going to to do land up, especially up here in the mountains, right? People say they want horse property. And so I ask, you know, what kind of horses do you have? What do you do with them? Right? Because trail riding is going to be different than that somebody wants to do hunter jumper, right? They're going to need different land for that. Or somebody that is doing barrel racing, right? Or any of those, I have, you know, a lot of clients that do a lot of stuff with reigning cow competitions. So all of those land uses are different. Right up here, a lot of agents I run into will say, this is great horse property just because it's zoned for it, right? It's zoned for agricultural, so it must be good horse property. Well, out here we have horse property and we have goat property and we have a lot more goat property than we do horse. So knowing that market that you want to be in is critical. Learn every everything you, that you can. So those are the main two things. And the third thing is just show up and participate, right? You're running a business. So Treat it like that. Do stuff every day. Set your goals. Follow your plan. Get a coach. And I think coaching is critical. So I think those are my top three. Okay. Well, that's that's very good information for for new agents that are just starting. And I I agree with you on a lot of that now. And I think I don't know if you saw it, but we did have Amber Hurdle on a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so she's a big uh, she's a coach and. Uh, a huge advocate on coaching. And so I don't know that she, uh, like, I, I guess I, my, my struggle is, is it depends on why you have a coach, I think is where, where I have a hard time with it is, um, is like, if you have a coach just to remind you to wake up on Monday and do a, B and C, then, then I don't need that. But, uh, if you can find yourself a nice guru, that'll challenge your, you know, challenge you on, on what you're doing this week mm-hmm. and why, um, and how, you know, like what, whether or not you're, you're growing your business. Talk to us a little bit. You brought this up. Um, actually, you know what, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, okay. and then we're going to dive right into coaching when we come back. Cause I know you're a, you're a big advocate of uh, using a coach and you, you've used one for yeah. several years. And so I'm going to, I'm going to let you have the, the time to persuade me on why I need to go that route. So, um, I but if you don't mind, let's just take a quick break and we will. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. The American Land Seller Podcast is brought to you in part by LandHub.com. Join us today and experience the expertise of LandHub's land marketing professionals. Whether you're buying or selling, let us show you the way in the ever-evolving world of land transactions. Visit LandHub.com and discover what the future of land marketing looks like. LandHub.com, where your land journey begins. All right, we're back with Sally Ball with uh, Keller Williams Land, KW Land, out in Conifer, Colorado. That's just west of Denver in the in the foothills or kind of almost in the mountains, aren't you, Sally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're at uh, we're at only seventy two hundred feet here, which is perfect. But um, we've lived as high as ninety six hundred feet, all in the same town, above sea level. And you have like, do you have like some? You have to like 
it take a little bit of time to get used to that up there. If you get the higher yes. you get, right. You have uh, yeah. the, the Especially- difference in altitude affects your body different. Yep. And people moving here from out of state or even from in Denver up here, it can make a difference. Um, Age can be a factor, but you want to take some time to get used to it. Drink a lot of water. You know, you you can buy oxygen at the gas stations here. So uh, it's always available. But uh, as I I think I mentioned earlier, we raise alpacas. When we were at uh, 9,600 feet, they just thought we were back in Peru. That was the deal. They, They liked it then. Yeah, it was, it was very thin. All right, so let's get into this uh, coaching thing. Um, again, I am not uh, I am not saying that I hate coaching or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, um, but uh, I think a lot of um, a lot of what's out there, and especially you know um, the stuff that's like massively beating it beating at realtors over like the you know constant emails and stuff like that i think a lot of it is just helping people get organized and things like that but i i know that there's another facet to that so sally just take us on your journey and talk to me about your experience with coaching um and kind of just let me know um why i should have a coach okay well i could start with uh my my overall thing and i'll tell you my story about it but when I look at, for example, top athletes, they all have a coach. Um, when I look at top business people, the vast majority of them have a coach. So I guess if I think I don't need one and yet my business isn't the absolute top place I want to be, then it's probably a little arrogant on my part to think that I don't need one. What happened to me personally, though, that was really more of a slam dunk is back in 2018, so it hasn't been all that long ago, um, we had just bought this, the where we live now, this home here. And I got all of a sudden into this mindset of this is too good to be true, right? I mean, this really, it's a small home, but it's a perfect small home. It's on perfect acreage. We have a little pond. We have pasture, which is hard to get up here. So it was great. And I started thinking, you know, this is too good to be true. And I actually took that to the next level where, oh, my God, this is too good to be true. And I went straight back to 2008 and the recession when I was in real estate and things were too good to be true. And all of a sudden everything fell apart and we went through foreclosure. So I went straight to there in my head and my business dried up faster than I could blink. And so I started looking at what can I do? I mean, I've I've done you know, personal development for decades. I know all of the tricks, all the things I should be doing. And yet I couldn't get myself out of that particular time. And we came really close to losing this house to foreclosure. It got that bad. So right about the time where I was getting pretty desperate, uh, the coach in our office, KW has a productivity coaching program, but our it's normally for new agents. So our coach, Jody Dolph, actually started what she called Fast Track to Cap. So it was one-on-one coaching designed to get you to your cap number first, so then you're at 100% commission. And so I thought, you know, it certainly can't hurt. Um, I could, at that point, I needed the accountability because I was just in a big old funk. So um, I started coaching with her. We do weekly calls Friday morning, 730. And that first year, my business tripled. And it wasn't just the accountability. It was actually, we came up with a plan and we came up with a plan that works for me. So for example, I don't go after, I don't do cold calls, right? I don't go after business. I don't know. And so how can I develop a system that like the one I have now 
that is going to get me the business and attract more business because of that. So we put that in place. Since then, our first year, the conversation has really evolved. So it's not just about, you know, did you make your calls today or what did you do this week, et cetera, and the accountability. That's part of it. I'm certainly not going to call her on a Friday morning and say I didn't do squat this week unless I intended not to do squat, right, or took the time off. But the accountability part is in there. But the bigger part of it is, is mindset. Where's my head at? Where am I at with my clients? Where am I at with deals? If, if you know, I always know my numbers. So if a certain number is starting to fall apart regular over and over, we start diving into deeper. Why is that? What might be happening? So a lot of it is really business and life coaching within the business to keep things on track and get those numbers. And if I'm not hitting the numbers, the, the world doesn't end, but she helps me look at, okay, why? And maybe what could I have done differently here? Or sometimes if the market is just doing what the market's going to do, then I need to adjust my numbers and double down. So that's kind of the overall thing. So we've been together now, what, six, seven years. And every year she'll say, do you want to go into a different coaching program? Yeah, there's Brian Buffini. There's all kinds of things out there. There's MAPS coaching within KW. And every year I say, nope. Because until I'm not learning something from her in our conversations, I have no reason to go find another coach. So that's my story. Okay. So your your coach is something, somebody that's in your office, um, that that's something that your your um, branch or your franchise or whatever, create. they brought them in and created that. Is it another realtor or is it just, mm-hmm. is this somebody that's a professional coach? Nope. She is a realtor and in our office. And in fact, she and I have co-listed a couple things and we've actually competed on listings for a couple things. Um, but she is, she, I've watched her evolve over the last several years, right? As much as I have. So when she started out new, we had different conversations than we do now, which we have a lot more depth, I'd say in the last five years than we did the first two years. Um, I'm the one though that pays her. So I pay out of my closings. She gets a percentage of that. And I I feel it's worth every penny. It has expanded my business and expanded just how I think of business and how I go after it based on what I like to do, right? So she's never going to tell me you should be making, you know, 100 calls a week and calling, you know, people that you don't know and doing a bold 100 if that's not what I want to do and I don't. So we find ways to make my goals work with what I'm willing to do and make those match up. And so we look a lot so at you, numbers and analysis. She works with you to, yeah. So you're, uh, so your um, coaching meetings are are um, more analyzing than like rah rahing, right? Like it's more of a okay, you hit. You you were a little short here. Um, let's kind of break it down and and kind of learn why that is. Is that kind of what I'm understanding? Yes. So we do, like I said, we, we do go over the numbers every week in terms of you know. So I calculated back. We always back into during goal planning time, which for us is in October. That's when we start planning the goals for the following year. So this year in October, going off what my goals are for the year. I need to be basically contacting or in touch with nine people a day, is, which isn't really a lot when you think about it. It's pretty awesome. It gives me plenty of time then to still do my regular business, but that's just for lead gen. 
So I determine who am I going to call live? Who am I going to email? Who am I going to send a card to, et cetera? But those numbers came out of knowing my past numbers and my averages, right? So I know my average sales amount, my average, all the things from how many appointments do I need to get somebody, a listing agreement signed to getting that under contract to getting it closed. And so each one of those steps along the way are areas that we look at throughout the whole year and can say, well, I've had a ton of appointments, but for some reason I'm not getting listing appointments. Well, in this past year, there was a big delta there because a lot of them were buyers that are more long-term. I also have like a three-year long pipeline. So somebody that I talked to today that wants to sell in three years isn't necessarily, I'm not going to have them sign a listing agreement at this point. I'm just going to stay in touch with them and make sure that they see the value that I bring them. So we have those conversations as well as if I'm having the conversations but not getting appointments, what does that conversation look like? Right. Or if I've got the listing agreement signed or the buyer agreement signed, but we're not getting under contract, why is that? If we're under contract and we're not getting it closed, why is that? So all of that happens and gets looked at in depth throughout the year so that things can be adjusted as needed. That's actually, uh, that's actually very, um, very cool the way that you're, you're telling me about it. I mean, like the, you know, like, like I said, the way that I kind of have seen in our industry, you know, as well as I do, how many emails and phone calls and everybody wants to coach me, you know, like that. And so it's, you know, kind of like, uh, kind of get the feeling it's more so, um, like, uh, uh, did you get up? Did you do the, you know, like that kind of a thing. Whereas right. I like the fact that you're doing an analysis, um, that that's, um, and again, like, um, you know, like I never thought about that before either. Like you do your nine calls a day and, um, for one week you only got one appointment and that's not kind of what the, um, what the system's built to do for you, um, to be able to, you know, dissect that and figure out why isn't that happening. So that's actually, okay. You got me on that. So that's, I can, I can see the benefit of, of the way you're doing it. Well, and I think it's critical that anybody's going to have a coach has the right coach for them, right? There are some people that the rah-rah stuff is great, right? And that's awesome. That's what they need. There are some stuff that people that they need a very specific plan of, I need to do this, 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 and here's how it needs to happen and when it needs to happen and all of that. And it's very regimented. And so that's a different type of coach. So it really is, I think, important to get the coaching that resonates with you. Jody is, she's also a soccer coach. She's very sports oriented. And so this year she took on Coach Prime was her whole approach. And so it's, but it, it works for me as well. I, I like those analogies. I can follow them well, et cetera. We talk about, you know, what books are you reading right now? What is, what are you getting out of that? So, I mean, we have just amazing conversation that elevates everything. Okay. Well, that's very cool. So, um, you know what? I, I think, uh, I think maybe you're persuading me. Maybe, you know, if we get out to, to Louisville here in a couple weeks, uh, maybe, yep. you know, over a cocktail, we can, we can, uh, get me, get me figured out whether or not I need a coach or not, but I'm more, I'm more open to it today than I, thanks to you and, and Amber Hurdle, uh, I, I am more open to, uh, 
to being coached. I don't, I probably don't know. I'd feel bad for whatever person decided to coach me because I'm a little bit independent, but, but, uh, no, but, uh, well, uh, let's, uh, let's take another break and, uh, you got, uh, you got a third segment in you. You got time for one more. Absolutely. All right. We will be right back. The American Land Seller Podcast is brought to you in part by American Legacy Land Company. At American Legacy, our seasoned agents set us apart, providing unmatched service with a personal touch that goes beyond expectations. With a wealth of market knowledge and a diverse portfolio, including farms, ranches, development lands, and recreational properties, we forge lasting connections with clients through honesty, integrity, and transparency. Visit us at AmericanLegacyLandCo.com and find the land that defines your legacy. Hey, we're back here with Sally Ball from uh, KW Land in uh, Conifer, Colorado. Um, I don't know why I keep wanting to say California, Sally. That's not not where you're no. at. No. You <laughs> I'm set on that one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we... <laughs> we we started out um, talking about referrals, and that's really the focus um, of what you know. I got got you off on a sidetrack talking about coaching there, and it was really good though. And I think that there's a lot of stuff that uh, that a lot of people will take away from that segment on coaching. But um, let's get back into the referrals. Uh, we talked a lot about how you built your sphere of of referrals from your um, clients, your past clients, and using your social media and, and a, like a little bit on that, but realistically, that's not just where it ends for you. You also have built quite a, uh, a referral network of other agents, uh, both locally and kind of nationally and globally. Speak just a little bit about um, how does that work? I know we've done a few uh, or we tried to do a couple of things, um, but um, you know, like how do you, uh, how do you, identify or get your message across to other agents that might think, Hey, she's competing with me. And, uh, and I really don't want to have anything to do with her. Um, how do you put, get their guard down to work with you? The, uh, I think if you start close in and branch out from there. So initially, um, I, so we have a team meeting twice a month, one in our conifer office, one in our evergreen office for within the brokerage. So if you look at your own brokerage, right? Unless you're totally independent all by yourself and we come back to that. But if you're working with a group of people um, in the same kind of area, you likely have residential agents. You might have some additional land agents. I mean, I have Bill Davis in my land or my office and he's pretty well known um, and he's been my mentor all these years. But the vast majority of agents in our office are, while they're mountain savvy, they're still considered themselves more residential. So I talk about, I head up our KW land division for our, our local office. So every month in those meetings, I'm up in front of the group saying either something new about land, giving them a tip about land. Um, we've talked about all aspects of it. And part of it is to help educate them, but part of it is to also help them realize they may not have the competency to do some of these properties. So that if they now run into a listing, say for, and this is a great one that I'm doing right now, um, the top two agents in our office, the volume they do is absurd for the two of them. It's a married couple. They head up our our luxury division as Shad and Claudine Phillips. 
and they're amazing. And they wound up because of their social media presence. She is the queen of Instagram. She's so good. 162 acre ranch down in Boulder. It's uh, fully conserved. So it's got a conservation easement on the entire thing. It's got two ponds, one of which is half on the property, one of which isn't. It's got amazing views. It's got all kinds of incredible things and a fascinating history. And at the same time, they also realized that it was above where they knew to do within because of land aspect. They were great with the home, right? Even the barn is a luxury barn. Um, Their marketing skills are phenomenal. But to get into pricing, value, and selling the property to those right buyers, right? So I do all the showings, et cetera. Um, They brought me in and asked me to co-list, which has been a blast. And we've had so much fun. And it's because they see me month in, month out for all these years. And they know that I'm willing to be a team player and that I'm willing to take on this kind of business rather than saying, why don't you just refer it to me? It's let's work this together as a partnership. And it's a $10 million property. So there, there's plenty for everybody there. So within the office, I've had several co-listings because of that kind of presence in the office over the last several years. At the same time, then branching out regionally, So in Denver, I've joined some Facebook groups that are agent related and that are not land related. Um, And so I'm uh, as of this year, I'm on the board. But the knowledge and depth in that group is unbelievable. And it also gives me a referral base throughout our whole state. So we have we're not that big of a state geographically, but we have counties that get just so nuts that I know I have no business going into that county to do business unless I want to actually learn those playground rules. And a lot of them I don't, right? So for example, Durango is, you know, it's about a five hour, six hour drive from here. And it's got county rules that I'm just not up on. And I don't, that's not where I want to spend my time. So I have Justin Osborne down there, past president of ours, and um, anybody in RLI is probably familiar with him as well, too. He's one of the great instructor. He's awesome. So if I get anything in the Four Corners area, I have him to refer yep. to. So building that and then nationally with RLI and KW Land as well, attend the events and be a part of it, right? So don't just take from it, contribute as well. And the more that you contribute, the more you do get out of it and start attending the events with intention. So when I go, my goal is even like the big KW events where they have like 20,000 people. My goal isn't to how many business cards can I hand out and how many can I collect? Um, I want, this is another lesson I learned from Bill Davis is I want to be intentional about, I set up appointments. Who do I want to meet with? Who do I want to speak with and continue build those relationships, right? We're a relationship business. We know that about our clients, treat other agents the same way, right? We can be colleagues and collaborate in addition to being competitors in some areas. And if we compete, we do. Our Colorado chapter of RLI, we're all competitors, right? I mean, we cover the whole state. A lot of us cover a broad geographic range. And at the same time, when we're in that room, we are colleagues and we support each other and lift each other up. And what can I do to help you? Hey, what do you have going? I might have a buyer, et cetera. So the relationships there are amazing. And that carries to the national level. Yeah, I Cannot agree more with what, you know, like when you're talking about, I, 
I'm not really a big fan of the conventions and stuff like that, I guess. And, and, uh, but I will tell you, I do not miss the national land conference. And, uh, I have gotten to the point where even going to like the state, um, realtors association meetings and, and being a part of the, the state association stuff and the local boards and things. Um, you, you're absolutely right. Being, you know, doing it with intention, I think is probably the smartest thing I've heard. Um, when you said that, I was like, yes, ab- amen. Absolutely. You like do it with intention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, otherwise it can be a waste of time, but if you and your money, but if you, uh, if you are intentional and you do get involved in it and you, and you become part of the family, um, I think absolutely, um, that, uh, that's probably, that is so smart the way that you put that. Um, I just, it. uh, just to kind of put, uh, <laughs> well, you you had you had my absolute. Uh, I was in awe of you for a minute until you told me that you're just stealing stuff. But uh, but no, that still was that was still really good. <laughs> but uh, so uh, just to go back to that though, like you're talking about um, being a part of of these different things, and I thought you know I I I join a lot of Facebook groups um, because. Um, I, uh, I, I know that that's important for our business and that's a great place to market different properties and different groups. You know, you want to go find the people that are interested in farm ground. So you go find the farm ground for sale group and you join it and you market your stuff on there. Uh, But I thought it was interesting when you were talking about like you join these groups and then even though it's not something in your business, you know, like it's, it's maybe another type of real estate, but you're interacting in there to, you know, engage other agents to maybe, um, so that you can get some referrals out of them. Talk just a little bit about where that idea came from and, and how, how you're interacting in those like social media, uh, closed group sessions stuff. A lot of it really does be, you know, go back to that relationship business. And so, I mean, even if I'm showing my listing and it's to another agent and their client, I'm looking at that agent as a relationship that I want to build because you just never know, right? Where your business is going to come from. So it doesn't make sense to close off any avenues on the, the main group where I get a lot of agent referrals from down in Denver. Um, I was invited to it by one of the top luxury agents down there. And she and I had met at a regional event and we just hit it off. And so she invited me to join it. And what I started noticing is that like somebody would post something of, Hey, who has a good appraiser, right? Or who has a good handyman or who has, you know, any of those resources. And I'm willing to share mine all day long. So I would type in there, Hey, if you know, they need a real estate attorney, here you go. Call this person. They need a good handyman, need a good appraiser, et cetera. Then it also expanded to who knows an agent in, in Kansas, right? Who knows a good agent down in Austin? Who knows a good agent in in Durango, right? And so again, there, I want to share those referrals that I know there mainly, and not because I'm getting the referral out of it, but it's helping my referral partner. And again, it's just coming from contribution, right? And so if we, it's, you know, the old adage, if you help people get what they want, you get what you want. And that just extending that into the agent realm, right? And even then, and a lot of those agents too, if I'm going to see them on the other side of the table, I want that relationship there as well too, right? So that we can all be advocates without it being adversarial. And I stole that too. 
That's a lot of theft today, Sally. Um, no, but I, I think that um, I think that's just really, really smart, though. That I and I'm gonna to still think in the in the spirit of thiefdom, like we're getting to today. I'm totally gonna uh, I'm totally going to uh, steal that from you too, and start looking for some some social media groups that maybe I can jump into that uh, that I can interact with some some other agents that maybe I don't normally uh, don't normally see very often. But um, so. Um, we're talking about RLI. Um, you have your ALC, um, and uh, I went through that process. And I hear that, uh, and I'm kind of excited about this. I hear this year you're going to be um, actually on the ALC um, committee. Is that correct? You're going to you're going to uh, kick back applications for these poor people. <laughs> Yes, it's like you know the the revenge committee, right? Um, yeah, because my getting my LC was not a graceful process by by any means, and uh, part of it is our challenge in Colorado because we have a lot of overdeveloped land. We have you know not as big of land tracks as say you know I look at what Texas you know they have thousands of acres, and you know my average one is usually a thirty five acre horse property with a big ass house on it. And so to defend that, why the land is worth at least half the value and why my land expertise was needed when on the surface, it may appear to be a residential transaction. So I had one that was actually a hundred acres in my portfolio and, but it had a 5,000 square foot house and the house was dated. It needed some love. The land was amazing. It's backed up to Pike National Forest. We had water rights. We had actual pasture and grazing. Um, so it took my expertise, not only in the pricing of it, but in the showing of it and getting the transaction done. We had some big survey issues come up towards the end of the transaction itself. And that a straight residential agent just would not have been equipped to do that. Um, one thing just while I'm thinking of it on the whole ALC process for anybody watching this who's going to go for theirs as much as you can, and this will go back to the agent referral piece, take the classes in person. Um, I actually started mine during COVID. Great time to decide, hey, I'm going to travel and take classes. And as soon as things opened up, though, I did. I took two in Oklahoma, um, which is actually where I met our mutual friend, Brett Vidian. Um, I took a couple in Texas. I went to Wyoming. I mean, basically, I went anywhere they were offered to get it done. And MapRite was the only one that I had taken as an online course. And I had done that prior. So um, the network then that of people that I met and the friendships and the relationships made through that ha have been incredible. So the more you can do in person and engage, do so. So yes, I'm on the committee. I'm very excited. This will be my, uh, my first official committee meeting. And I I'm really excited and I'm excited to give back to RLI, right? This, as I had told Aubrey over the phone, this organization has truly given me so much that to be able to give back is is just kind of a feel good here. Gets me good karma points. Yeah, and uh, I did. Uh, I I know how much work there is to that particular committee um, because it's the, the applications are pretty grueling uh, to put together and you have to go through and read every single one of them. Um, and, and then you can, you know, like there's a lot of interaction between 
the applicants and the committee, you know, via, you know, through Aubrey and through the, through the, um, RLI, um, um, uh, staff there. So I, I had good kudos to you for stepping up and doing that. Um, I went a little different route, um, this last year I went ahead and worked and got, um, approved to be an instructor for the RLI courses for three of them. So, um, because I, I agree with you, I want to give back. I think it's a great organization. It's done a lot for me. Um, it's definitely given me, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of boost in my business. And so, but I just felt like maybe that was my calling and not, not reviewing the, <laughs> the, the packets, but, uh, but God bless you for doing, for doing that, man. But, uh, Sally, before we go, uh, could you just let everybody know, um, how to get a hold of you, um, how they can, uh, how they can reach out if they're, you know, like you work about 120 miles, uh, around Denver, um, it's kind of your circle. Um, you'd look at things in other part, you know, if, if you, uh, um, you kind of look at anything in Colorado and if you can't figure it out, you know, somebody that can. So, uh, let us know, how do we get a hold of you? Um, and then any other, uh, things you think we ought to know before we, before we leave today? You bet. Um, the, uh, the best way to reach me actually is by phone, either call text. Um, that's the fastest way. Um, my phone number is 303-506-7405. I usually can answer text fairly quickly. Uh, calls, a lot of times I'm out of range. So if you don't hear back from me right away, just leave a message and I will get back with you. Our cell service gets a little dicey up here. Um, and then also there is email. Just know that that's a little bit slower. And my email is sball at kw.com. So S-B-A-L-L at kw.com. Nice. And, uh, well, I appreciate you taking the time today, Sally. And I mean, I think that this is probably one of the more important ones, at least for agents out there. Um, because I think we spend an awful lot of time, um, working our tails off, trying to market and get ourselves in front of people. And we probably as a group do not spend nearly as much time, uh, trying to, um, um, segue friendships and, uh, and get ourselves a, a good referral business, um, going, you know, and so I do appreciate your insight today. Um, and I, I always look forward to, uh, visiting with you and I can't wait to see you here in a couple of weeks, um, out in Louisville. It'll be, it'll be a good time. I'm pretty sure. I think it will. And I'm pretty sure we have to have dinner. That's kind of mandatory now, right? I think you're right. I think that is, uh, that is a must. So, all right, Sally. Well, thank you very much. And uh, everybody else, we will see you all down the road. As we wrap up another episode of the American Land Seller Podcast, thank you for joining us. Visit www.americanlandseller.com and find us on one of your favorite podcast platforms. If you would be so kind and you enjoyed today's insights, Please like, subscribe, rate, follow, and review us on whatever app you are listening or watching on. Connect with us on social media for updates. Until next week, Kobe wishes you success in your land endeavors. God bless you and have a great week. The American Land Seller Podcast is brought to you in part by LandHub.com. At LandHub, we're revolutionizing land transactions by effectively connecting buyers and sellers. Say goodbye to the struggle of finding or marketing land for sale. 
we understand the power of new media marketing, leveraging social media, and targeted ads to bring together the ideal audience for all property types. Landhub.com, where your land journey begins. And American Legacy Land Company. At American Legacy, we redefine excellence in real estate. Explore our top quality offerings featuring farms, ranches, recreational properties, and even development projects spanning 10 Midwest states. Visit us at AmericanLegacyLandCo.com for a premium experience that aligns with your land ownership goals. Whether you're looking at buying or selling, we're dedicated to helping you find the land that defines your legacy.